that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here on uh, the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ask. Joining me is a former NOPD officer, former in that he retired as a captain, uh, Mike Kahn. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, Mardi Gras in the quarter, or lack thereof, or what's going to happen to you if you act like a complete fool. Anyway, Mike Kahn, retired NOPD, my guest here on the Spudcast, coming up right after this. Well, that said, ain't going to be no Mardi Gras. You can't stop the Mardi Gras. You can stop a parade, but you can't stop the spirit. It's just going to be a little different, that's all. And if you're still a little confused on how you're going to celebrate Fat Tuesday, just go to MardiGrasAlliance.com, and they'll hook you up with whoever you need to hook up with to see the floats, the music, the Mardi Gras Indians, the food, the history, and whatever else you need to make your Mardi Gras just as special as if nothing has changed. Go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and laissez le bon temps rouler. Spud here. You know, the last couple of years, I got to be buddies with attorney Mike Brandner, the guy Gambit readers have voted the state's best lawyer two years running. Yeah, he, he's been on that super lawyers list longer than I can remember. But you don't make a number one on those lists because you have witty commercials. You make it because you treat your clients like they're number one. And that's what Mike Brandner does. His clients are like his friends. He helps them through the tough times until he can get them a big check from the big insurance companies. So if you're in a wreck, get the big guy in your corner. Get Mike Brandner. 345-1111. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market, or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Okay, so we're talking to uh, Mike Kahn, who is a former NOPD officer, and uh, actually, you were, you were a white shirt, weren't you, Mike? How, how far up the food chain did you get? Uh, captain with the New Orleans Police Department. Captain. That's pretty high. You know, I was interviewing Warren Riley one time, and he was talking about, you know, his, uh, as the chief, he's got a credit card. He can do this and do that, but he's got to, like, you know, so many limits on it and such. And he said he had to go up to New York, took two or three officers with him up there for some conference they were doing. He goes, yeah, and the captains had credit cards that had more limit on it than I did, and I'm the chief. Going, yeah, but there's like, what, 35,000, 40,000 NYPD officers and what, 1,300 NYPD? So it's a little bit different. Right, correct, correct. Of course, I used to live in New York, and frankly, I'd I'd rather be down here. But that's just me. Uh, How long were you on the force? Uh, Going full-time now, inclusive, would be uh, 29 years. Whoa, that's... So I figure you know what you're talking about then when I'm asking you all these questions. So uh, have you ever, I mean, I used to work in the French Quarter at the 544 Club for Mardi Gras back in the late 70s, just like four Mardi Gras, making a few extra bucks. And I was there in the police strike, and I was there when it was really cold. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, people were just still having a good time and everything else. But this, this is going to be, 
this is like Marty Don't, you know? It's like Cancel Gras or some of the names that people are giving it, man. There's just going to be, frankly, no no reason to even go down to the corner, huh, Mike? I mean, if you get down there, you ain't going to be able to do nothing anyway. So uh, what's 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 the deal? Right. That's kind of the way that they're they're sectioning it up and, and positioning it out there is to where all of the bars are closed. All of the uh, bars that had conditional use as a restaurant and purchased the restaurant equipment to be conditional use during this time uh, are going to be closed and suspended until Wednesday after Mardi Gras. So unless you're an actual bona fide restaurant that serves alcohol, you won't be open for that. So you can go to a place that is like, you know, like, uh, I don't want to, I don't see a name, but Frank Brightson's a good friend of me and my wife and we love his restaurant. I ain't much of a drinker. And usually, usually when I go out to Frank's, I'm gonna have like one. I usually have one when I'm going out anyway, Mike, cause I'm, I'm usually the designated driver. So my one is my limit. You know what I mean? But, uh, -huh. uh you know, I mean, booze at a restaurant, you know, booze at a bar is one thing. Booze at a restaurant is, a, is an entirely different animal. So frankly, I don't think I don't think going to a bar, to a restaurant to get snockered before you go stagger around a corner is going to be much of an option either. No, no, uh, not at all. And that's what they're trying to to uh, stop from happening. Uh, they're going to be police on Royal Street, on Bourbon Street. Um, they're going to block off Bourbon Street. They're going to block off uh, Frenchman Street. And unless you're going to a particular restaurant. Uh, between 7 p.m. and 3 a.m. or a shop that's open, they're going to ask you to take another route and detour off and prevent any crowds from building up. So in other words, so you got to know where you're going. So you got to, if yeah, I'm going, oh, I'm going down Bourbon Street. Uh, I want to go to Galatoire's. Oh, okay, let you go. Now they could be lying to you, Mike. I know, I know, I know. It's hard for you to fathom that people do that. But right. They, they right. could be. They could be fibbing. You know, they really could. Right. The idea is that they don't want to see any crowds build up. Mm -hmm. And if you start seeing five or six people outside having a drink that they got from another place, they've stopped all the to-go drinking. So in uh, their view, it'll prevent all that from happening. But it's, I mean, technically, uh, Bourbon Street and Frenchman and, and, uh, and Claiborne, uh, the, un the underpass especially, um, those are going to be sh supposedly shut down to, to pedestrian traffic. So, I mean, if I, if I say I'm going to Galatoire's and y'all let me go from, from Canal Street and I go on, going down there, but I just keep on going, you know, I'm technically uh, a pedestrian on, on Bourbon Street, just checking things out, you know? So what, I'm going to get two or three blocks and somebody's going to ask me where I'm going and I'm going to name another restaurant farther in, farther down the street or what? Or you, how, I, I just, I don't fathom how you're going to do this kind of stuff. I mean, somebody's going to go out there and I don't know if I agree with this or not. But it's going to happen anyway, so there you go. But you know somebody's going to try to push the, the buttons, man. So I'm just, I'm just, how the hell y'all going to deal with this? Well, you, you're not going to have a sterile environment. So it's not like you have an area where if you were to say you have barricades up on Canal Street and parades coming and you can clear the pedestrian traffic and keep it sterile. In a situation like this, all you can do is do your best to try and keep it to a minimal. So the idea is, again, the goal is to not have people bunched up in large crowds that could possibly spread the virus. Uh, so in doing so, uh, you're, you're going to ask, and you know, again, if someone says, I'm going to a restaurant down here, I'm sure you're going to be able to walk down there. I'm sure you're going to be able to walk to that restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just the idea of not getting hundreds of people in one block 
just kind of conjured up and, and creating havoc. Well, since they aren't going to be any, any parades, I mean, y'all have all in barricades. How come they can't just barricade, you know, the cross streets to, so that you can't even get on Bourbon Street and just go, there ain't no cross in Bourbon. Where am I going? I'm going to Galatoire's. Well, go up to Royal Street and then cut up on this street and they'll let you in there. But you ain't just going to wander four or five blocks up a bourbon. But again, uh, you're, what's the whole? You're right. If they wanted to create a sterile environment, you certainly could do that. That's even more manpower intensive. That's uh, intensive right. with putting the barricades out. And the fact is that it is open during the day uh, to go shopping and do things like that and walk through. So you're mainly talking about in your areas will be cut off from car ingress on on your your main streets coming in from rampart indicator at iberville bienville conti st louis uh um and uh, toulouse st peter orleans going all the way up through on both sides so they'll have policemen set up at those barricades as well and what do you got to do you got to you got to like show your driver's license say i live here I, I... Well, absolutely. So that you'll either have a permit that'll allow you to drive through, or you can show them a card for a hotel that lets you know, lets them know you're staying in the hotel. And, and the, per, and the hotels through. are providing those things going like, here, you're going to need this to get in. Correct. A okay. room key will work on something like that or a work ID. A work ID will also allow you to get through those barricades. But not my smooth demeanor. It depends on how smooth <laughs> it is. <laughs> you, mean, you mean I might actually be able to bullshit my way through this? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, anything's a possibility depending on what time you try and go through. Uh-huh. But it's it's closed from 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. So at 6.59, it's going to be like Mardi Gras at midnight. They're going to start getting the horses and chasing everybody off of Bourbon Street. Well, I think it'll be a little bit more subtle, but I think that, that yeah, then they'll start kind of controlling the ingress and egress for those areas unless you're going to a particular location you can identify. Mm-hmm. Well, frankly, I have, I've been, like I said, back in the 70s, I worked uh, at the 544 Club, Bourbon and Toulouse, for like four Mardi Gras in a row. And it's just Friday through through Sunday. I mean, Friday through Tuesday. And uh, shit, man, I made like $1,000. That's a lot of money back in the 70s. It's a lot of money now. But you put in like, I mean, you worked 18, 19 hours a day, you know. So, and I mean, I lived on Lucky Dogs and Takey Outie that whole time. Right, but, but, right. But the thing of it is, I've been fortunate to, uh, to be able to uh, go with the cops on at midnight on uh, on Mardi Gras night and go with them while they clean the streets out. And frankly, there wasn't any grief. I mean, people like applauding the cops and everything else. Of course, after the whole entourage passed, they were right back out in the street, you know, playing again anyway. But it's a symbolic type of thing. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure you're going to really have too much problem. But you're going to have some because they got some people who are just like my Uncle Bum said, they just add up with the dumbass and they want to see how far they can push the envelope, you know? And I mean, that's what children do. And some of them are going to act that way. I ain't going to be one of them, but I sure would like to see it on a, on a, on a Facebook post. So. No, I think you're absolutely right. With anything like that, people are going to test the boundaries just like a child would. You know, they're, they're looking for where is the boundary? Where does it start? And, and how far can we go? And people are going to want to uh, try that. I think that the, the combination of the state police and the New Orleans police will handle it very professionally and very quickly and quell any issues that may arise and prevent anything from becoming a bigger incident. All right. I'm going to step away here uh, uh, because because uh, I got to because I got sponsors and they want to they want to hear what I have to say about them, too. Mike Kahn is my guest. He's a former NOPD officer. He's got a lot of years on the job. And we're talking about how the cops are actually going to handle 
shutting down Bourbon Street. And it's just it's just bourbon. I mean, if people if people start congregating 50, 60 in a block on Royal Street, y'all going to have to run over there and break that mess up. Or they, I mean, how many how many cops do y'all have to spread out all over the place? You know, that's 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 an interesting uh, thing that and if you got a lot of people making a bunch of noise and having to get arrested because they act like a dumbass, you're going to bring them to the OPP, which certainly is no facility that uh, has uh, social distancing. And when we get back to, we'll also talk about the uh, the the car blockages, the the traffic uh, moving around that they've. I just I haven't even had a chance to read the whole article yet, but so that's going to happen too. Mike Con, my guest here on the Spudcast podcast, talking out my ass right after this. Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home? There's only one sure way to fix a flooding problem. Home Team Elevation. End the worry. Stop insurance rate hikes. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team Advantage. Experienced, hands-on, local owners. You want design choices? On the Home Team, you're the MVP. So don't wait. Elevate with Home Team Elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222. or go to hometeamelevation.com. Hey, what you gonna do this weekend? You can't go dancing and go to the show because the Corona Cootie's back with a vengeance. Oh, I got an idea. Go fishing. Yeah, get yourself a licensed and insured guide on lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. And at lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos galore from all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. And we're back on the Spudcast podcast, talking out my ass with retired NOPD officer, uh, Captain Mike Kahn, uh, 29 years total on the, on the force. And we're talking about uh, how how are the police and the state police going to be able to actually control the crowds? And I guess the fact that there ain't going to be a lot of booze, although the bars not might not be closed, but what's to stop me from bringing my own ice chest full of booze and wandering up and down the streets like that, Mike? Can I mean, can, can, am I going to get, am I going to visit the OPP because of that? Well, it depends. You know, if, if the alcohol is inside of a bottle and the bottle's open, you're not allowed to have that out in the street. Um, a bottle and, like in a glass bottle. Right, right, right. Okay. I, I think that, so you, you have to realize again, you know, the police in New Orleans are extremely well-trained to deal with crowd control, uh, every Mardi Gras, if you look around the entire city with the amount of people at the parades in comparison to the police officers out there, it's essentially a controlled riot. So those police officers are able to maintain what would normally be a riot situation with their demeanor, the way they handle things, and the processes they use. The idea behind this is just to keep the people from congregating, getting in large crowds, and potentially becoming a super spreader event in the French Quarter. Are they going to be asking everybody to wear a mask if people come in there and go, please put your mask on, unless you're guzzling something out of a 16-ounce Budweiser aluminum bottle thing? Correct. If you're drinking, then obviously you wouldn't have to have a mask on. Uh, I think that the police will be uh, letting people know that they should be wearing their mask as per the mayor's policy and uh and kind of take it from there i think this is a situation where no one really knows what to expect until we start to see who's out there tonight and tomorrow night yeah. and we get a better idea for what their intentions are well and that's just like Patton said you know you make all the plans in the world until the first gunshots fired in the battle and then they all go to hell anyway if you're lucky if you get half of it done so i'm assuming that's what that's kind of what everybody's going planning for the hoping for the best planning for the worst what is the worst though 
you know so, i mean well you have so you have other activities also going on spud where you have the uh houses around new orleans you have tours set up to look at those houses decorated like floats um you have some other things that they have uptown on st charles and other areas to see that uh, you know in this situation uh, the worst case scenario would be an extremely large group trying to circumvent the policy and what the, the police department's trying to do and and go into a particular area in which time the police would uh, would disperse that group. And So and, you're not going to come in there with a, with a gray line tour bus and go, everybody on the bus, you're going to an OPP. If you've got 50 people who, I mean, if you've got 50 people who just won't. I mean, I, I know I'm throwing all this up at you, man, because and, and I guess you don't really even have a good answer. But the fact of the matter is there may be some yahoos out there going, man, we're going to put 40 people together and we're going to walk down St. Charles Avenue going, we won't stop for a lollipop and see what y'all going to do. You know, I just don't. Right. And at that point, you know, again, it's, it's one of those things where you have to adapt and overcome what's going on. And if it requires those people that are creating such havoc or are doing things that, that become illegal at that time, to first try and talk to them, second, issue them summonses, and if they refuse that, then the summons in lieu, is in lieu of going to jail, then potentially going to jail for that. And well, and, and you're hearing about, um, you know, $500 fine if you're not wearing your thing, but I mean, is this, was this, was this an actual law passed by the city council? I mean, is a mandate a law? Can somebody actually be arrested because they're disobeying a quote-unquote mandate. And I can, I can almost understand a fine, but going to jail because the mayor said you have to wear a mask, but that's, I mean, you guys are, well, I don't know. I don't know. Let me take that back. You guys you are. Know, it's, under, it's underneath an emergency ordinance. Yeah. You're correct on that. You're completely correct, and this hasn't been challenged in court on some of these things. So, so you're right. Uh, the, the legality of it could be in question to some degree. Because I was asking, actually, a state trooper, I bumped into a, a line in a grocery store, and he was wearing a mask. Everybody around us was wearing a mask. I said, but what are you going to do? I said, dude, what are you going to do if you catch somebody wearing a mask? He goes, I arrest people for breaking the law. Mandate's not a law. But now you're going to have state troopers in the French Quarter trying to get people to, quote, unquote, obey this mandate. And I'm just wondering, you know, are y'all, y'all are all brothers in arms, but, uh, you know, how far are their arms going to reach compared to your arms? Well, I think you have to take the situation, too, and determine what's viable and what creates a worse situation uh, than than what you're dealing with. You know, is it if you have 10 people who are in a group together who all know each other and who decide to walk in a particular area and they're not mm -hmm. wearing a mask? Uh, in my opinion, it's not worth uh, dealing with that or addressing that outside in the public. I got um, you. So but no more than no more than 10, though. No more than 10 anyway. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm just saying, I know that same way. If you want to have a, if you want to have a Easter, Easter vittles at your house, you ain't supposed to have more than 10 people there and you should be outside. And we're going, you do, you ain't coming in my house. That's all there is to it. Nothing to be said. You got a warrant? No, you ain't coming in my house. But that's, I, I can understand walking down a public street like that. If 10 is the limit that they have determined, then as long as you got 10, y'all pretty much going to leave them alone. Yeah. Again, I don't, I, I think that the, the, thought process behind this is to prevent any mass gatherings mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and people congregating in one spot with a mass amount of people uh, that could possibly uh, be a spreader event. Okay. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's the, the goal they're looking for. Okay. And let's talk about the driving, uh, the, the roadblocks that are going up. Uh, I'm assuming, is that, is that for the same thing? I mean, I, I'm, 
I know St. Charles is, is going to be open. People go, okay, y'all go look at the houses on St. Charles, all the house floats out there. I mean, floats in the Oaks is already sold out. So they know, no adding to that gig, but, uh, you know, I, it, where, where, where are the cars going to be locked out of so that they can't, um, they can't contribute to the mess. So, and again, that's an interesting point that you bring up because normally the idea between uh, or behind not letting cars go through the quarter is you don't want it to be a potentially dangerous situation because of all the civilians walking around, all the pedestrians. Uh, so in this case, they've opted to shut down the French Quarter also with vehicular traffic, aside from residents, people staying in the hotels or people who have reservations going to a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And that'll be on Canal Street um, with all of your ingress going into the French Quarter. Uh, that will go all the way down to Rampart. Uh, and all of your ingress is going in from Iberville, Bienville, again, um, Conti, St. Louis, uh, Toulouse, St. Peter, Orleans, all the way through. And do the same thing on Esplanade and coming back through Decatur to keep that square kind of free of vehicular See, traffic. But you'll be able to go Decatur along the river. You will be able to go to Tater along the river, correct? Okay. So that would be like if you're going to get somebody to drop you off or an Uber or a cab or something, you know, they'll either come along Rampart or they come along to Cater and you're going to have to walk the rest of the way. And that's that's just the way it's going to be. But at least you can get that close or you can take the red streetcar. Correct. You know, one of the two. All right. Um, and I, we, I touched on this before, but uh, again, if, if you're going to go, if the whole point is to stop crowds gathering and not have a super spreader thing going on um but you're gonna start arresting people and bringing them to the opp then there ain't no six foot distances in the opp y'all all gonna everybody's gonna be there they're gonna be right next to each other while they're getting booked they're gonna be put in holding cells and there ain't no six foot apart in the holding cell you know they don't have enough cells to keep everybody separate and i don't want to even get into you know okay they let crooks out because of COVID, but why don't you just give them two masks and keep them in there? I don't go down that path because that's not got nothing to do with Mardi Gras. But if if the whole point is to stop super spreading, isn't there someplace else that can be brought that would keep them spread farther apart than, uh, than sticking everybody in holding cells in the OPP? Well, I don't think that there is another place that I'm aware of, but again, hopefully it doesn't come to that. I mean, I don't think that you'll have to make mass arrests I think that, again, with a little bit of diplomacy and speaking to the individuals and, and the amount of people who are here, which are considerably less than normal, that uh, you should be okay with mm -hmm. things in the quarter. Again, no one knows until we see how things start tonight and then go until tomorrow night. It could be barely anyone in the French Quarter. It could be large crowds of people. There, there's no way to gauge it right now. Yeah, yeah. And I read that uh, hotel occupancy is like 30%. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's pretty much way down. And I doubt seriously, although, I mean, you're also reading stories about, uh, you know, people in the, in, in Orleans Parish who can't go get a drink that they're all going to rush on out to Jefferson or St. Bernard or something like that. And, uh, so the bars over there are going, come on over here, baby, but they still got to get back home. So y'all going to be, <laughs> I guess you'll be dealing with some people late at night on the way back home. How late are the cops going to be out there? If it's from 7 a.m. To, to 7 p.m. to 3 a.m., is there going to be police officers on the streets and, and enforce throughout that length of time? Yeah, and I think it'll go until six in the morning. Um, they have different shifts and naturally you have your police coverage regardless. 
Uh, you'll have supplemental police from different districts and different assignments that'll work uh, overlapping hours going till five or six in the morning. So I think you'll see police really from five in the evening until five in the morning at those locations. Yeah. Now, how are they going to pay for that? Because they didn't shut everything down in the city. Anybody got no money. So I don't know. I, I don't I. I certainly uh, say that you guys have worth more money than you get now um, and certainly worth the overtime. I just don't know where to go get the, the do re me from. Mike Kahn, uh, good luck. Um, better you than me. <laughs> right, right. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm listening to you talk and it's like you are so level headed. You obviously have been dealing with ding dongs your whole life because I can't get a rise out of you for nothing. So that's, that's the kind of cops we need out there, you know, because I've seen them. Just, hey, man, just just take it down the street. OK, take it down the street. So <laughs> you go that way and you go that way. And I don't want to see either one of you tonight. And, 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 and you never pretty much never did. Anyways, be safe. Uh, happy. Uh, what are they, what are they, what are they calling it? Cancel Graw, whatever. <laughs> happy, happy cancel Graw there, Mike. Absolutely. Thank you, Spud. Good luck. All right. All right. Back with more of the Spudcast right after this. Spud here for Serentine Comfort Systems. You've heard a lot of hot air out of me before. Well, now I'm talking comfortable, clean, germ-free air with the new iWave air purifier. It knocks down cooties, even COVID, from your home or business. Pathogens, allergens, particles, even smoke and odors. Wave goodbye with the iWave from Serentine. Quick install, no maintenance, 25 bucks a month. Give the gift of healthy air this year. Call Serentine Comfort Systems at 504-833-8831. 833-8831 or go to srscomfort.com. Spun here. On Friday, two friends told me they had COVID. Monday evening, I started feeling punky. Tuesday morning at 6.30, I was at Rapid Urgent Care getting tested, and by 7 o'clock, I was quarantined. Don't fool around. If you have any symptoms, let the professionals at Rapid Urgent Care diagnose your condition. They've got you covered with eight clinics from Baton Rouge to Bogalusa, from Metairie to Mandeville. You can even visit a doctor online. Mask up and get yourself and your loved ones tested at Rapid Urgent Care. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find the clinic nearest you. So, okay, uh, former uh, NOPD Captain Mike Kahn giving us some perners about this Mardi Gras coming up. And the best uh, you can hope for is go have a good time, but have a good time without booze. Or if you do bring booze, you can bring booze with you, and they ain't going to stop you. Just don't act a fool, because then you're at the OPP, and you won't be uh, quarantined. All right? In the meantime, thanks for joining me. You can hear this podcast on Red Circle and Spotify and Google Play and also on my Facebook pages, Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big TZ. And I'm on uh, Twitter at SpudGotDat, at SpudGotDat. If you'd like to be a sponsor of the Spudcast or uh, you got an idea for uh, a show, you want to join a growing list of um, people that I send the, the podcast to directly through their email, you can reach me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com, thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Y'all be good. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecone.